Hi, everyone. Welcome to Better Together and As We podcast. For future reference, As We, as in ASWE, stands for the Alzheimer's Society of Windsor and Essex County. This podcast will feature engaging conversations with guests ranging from community leaders to care partners and persons living with dementia to raise awareness about this disease. You're listening to Better Together and As We podcast, and this is episode 23. My name is Cindy, and I'm joined today by Calista. Calista Calissa is our, um, I, gotta, I wanna get this title right because it's so long. Um, Calissa is our Community Engagement and Volunteer Coordinator. Um, and uh, today she'll be talking about her programs and um, what she does at the Alzheimer's Society. Um, April is a Volunteer Appreciation Month. So I wanted to highlight um, Calissa. We have a um, long-standing volunteer Amanda that will be on the podcast later and then we also have another um, volunteer that will be on our podcast Cleveland um, who has also been volunteering for us as well with an interesting uh, story attached to the Alzheimer's Society so thank you so much for being here with me today Calissa thank you for having me Cindy I'm very excited um, I'm excited too because I want everyone to know about all the good work you're doing at the Alzheimer's Society. Um, I want to start off with, um, you know, just telling the, our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do um, at the Alzheimer's Society. For sure. So like you said, I'm the Community Engagement and Volunteer Coordinator. I've been with the Society since September of last year. Um, and I put on a lot of the fundraising events. So since we're a non-for-profit organization, we have to raise money to run the programs that we offer here. So to do that, we need to put on our events, get donations from the community, um, and that takes support from our volunteers as well. So um, I'll be recruiting volunteers, getting them onboarded with us, and then reaching out to them for various volunteer tasks that we have in the community, as well as the community engagement part is health fairs and different outreach programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted the audience to just know a little bit more about you personally. Um, you've started, I think, about seven months ago, maybe? I think so, yeah, seven months. How has it been for you so far? It's awesome. I love working here. I love working with you, Cindy. Um, the staff is amazing. Everyone's so kind and friendly and welcoming. So starting out here was an amazing time, and it's just been the best um, as we've been going on. Um, before starting here, I was finishing my undergraduate degree at the University of Windsor in psychology and doing a lot of different volunteer work myself in the community. So I think that's what really brought my attention to the Alzheimer's Society. No, this is awesome. So you didn't see yourself, you know, working for the Alzheimer's Society after graduating? Oh, not at all. I was in psychology, so I was really thinking mental health field, which is still a very important aspect in any job that you're working with, especially with, um, support services such as this, but, I definitely did not see myself in this position, but I'm very glad that I did end up here and that this is just what was meant for me. Mm -hmm. We're happy to have you with us. Um, April is Volunteer Appreciation Month. Why are volunteers um, such an important aspect to our nonprofit organization? Volunteers really are the heart of what we're doing here. Without them, we couldn't run our programs. We couldn't help um, the events that we're fundraising for. They really help us with every aspect of what we're doing because we can't do it alone we need the community members to get involved as volunteers to help us run everything mm-hmm. um how many volunteers do you think we you know um gather for a year worth of events and fundraising campaigns 
So right now we have 240 some odd volunteers registered with us. And it really depends on what events we're throwing. Um, so for larger events, such as Battle of the Brains at the beginning of the year or our Walk for Alzheimer's event coming up this May, we usually need about 40 volunteers, um, give or take, for that event. Throughout the weeks, we'll have volunteers help with things such as memory cafe, uh, health fairs, different little tasks that we have going on in the community and different events. So there could be a vast amount of hours just the last quarter um, we had about, I think it was around 600 hours for that wow. volunteer working. Um, so it really just adds up and it depends on what we have going on at that time. So if we don't have a big event going on, we wouldn't need to utilize the volunteers as much, especially during COVID. Um, we didn't have our programs available for volunteers to be a part of because of restrictions. However, hopefully that will be lifted soon and we'll be able to get volunteers back in our programs and then include them in more of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Wow, you said 600 hours, eh? Oh, it's been crazy, especially when we have the big events going on and we need um, volunteer support during and leading up to the event. They help out with so much. So it's really fantastic what our community is willing to do to support us. Mm -hmm. How can someone, you know, start to volunteer for the uh, Alzheimer's Society if they were interested? Yeah, so there is our volunteer application, which they can find on our website, or you could come into the office and get a hard copy of the application and fill it out right there for us. Once that application is completed, I'll get an email or get the hard copy handed to me, and I'll reach out to the applicant to do a quick 15-minute interview, either over the phone or in person, just to get to know them a bit better and see where their interests lie to see what type of volunteer positions would be best for them uh, with our organization. Then once that's completed, I add their contact information into our volunteer program where all of our volunteers are listed. And anytime there's a volunteer opportunity, I reach out to them through that email and they can let us know if they're available or not. Mm -hmm. um, before starting at the Alzheimer's Society, I didn't know um, the many different, different opportunities that volunteers have at the Alzheimer's Society. So can you explain like different uh, programs or um, fundraising events that they can volunteer for? Yep. So like you said, our fundraising event. So um, our most closest one is our Walk for Alzheimer's event, May 28th, where they can help us run the event on the day. Um, volunteers can also help with community outreach, such as health fairs. They can come in office to do different administration work, help around sort of office cleanup, office keep up. Um, we've had one volunteer in recently helping us build shelves and fixing our ceiling tiles. So that's been awesome. And then they can also volunteer on our board of directors or our different committees that we have here. And then we also do bingo every single week at All-Star Gaming. So we have volunteers go out for that. And then hopefully, like I said previously, volunteering in our programs will be open soon. And then they can work directly with our clients. Mm -hmm. So many options for people who are yes. you know, looking for places to volunteer, which is great. It's like it's not a one size fits all. Um, exactly. There's so many different opportunities. So really, whatever anyone's interests are, we hopefully have some form of volunteer avenue that they can go down. Mm -hmm. And I love how diverse our volunteers are. Yes, we have a volunteer um, from really every type of background, um, what might be work related or whatever the the task may be there's someone for for everything mm -hmm. what are some advice you have for people that are looking um, into volunteering uh, just to really diversify their experiences um, when you may think oh i might not be interested in this type of volunteer work or this is really the only avenue i'd like to go down make sure to experience every type because you really don't know 
um, how that might lead you down certain paths in the future. Like I said, I did not expect myself to get into this line of work. And now that I'm here, I'm so glad that I am. And that wouldn't have happened without me doing various different volunteer tasks. So really just try to experience everything so you get a better idea of what your interests are and where your skills lie. Wow. Thank you so much, Calista, uh, for you know being here with me today. I know you're super busy with planning events and things like that right now, so I really appreciate it. Um, I want to end this podcast with doing some rapid-fire questions. These five questions are all random. Um, there's no right or wrong answer, and if you could answer with one or one word or, two, uh, or one sentence. Are you ready? Perfect. Let's go. All right. If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with that extra time? Oh, I'm pretty obsessed with TikTok, so I definitely <laughs> spend too much time on there. TikTok's awesome. You learn so much. I do. I learn so many cool different things. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? It would definitely be cheese, any type of cheese. I'm obsessed. Mm, I, I love cheese too. <laughs> what would your perfect Sunday look like? Definitely spending time with my family. Um, being outdoors with them, maybe by the pool, um, just hanging out with that quality time with them. Mm -hmm. The weather's getting warmer out, so oh, it's perfect yes. for that. What could you give a 40-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Oh, that's a hard one, but probably my Australian Shepherd, my dog. He's my heart and best friend, so I know way too much information about him and um, his breed, so probably that. What's his name? Aussie. I know, very original for Australian Shepherd, but <laughs> it's probably so perfect for him, though. Yes. What's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? The best piece of advice is probably that you really never know what anyone is going through around you. So, to just to make sure you're presenting kindness and positivity to everybody, no matter what they're putting out towards you, because you really don't know what's going on behind closed doors, closed doors for them. Wow. Thank you so much, Calissa. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, I hope our listeners have gained a better understanding about volunteerism and things that they can do to help their community. And I hope that we, you know, gain some more volunteers after this podcast. Um, thank you, Amanda, for being here with me today. Um, Amanda is one of our longstanding volunteers here at the Alzheimer's Society. And um, she has been helping a lot with our fundraising events, um, social programs. Um, one of them are the memory cafes, which the clients love having you there. But I do want to start off by just, you know, talking a little bit about yourself and um, uh, your career, your life, things like that. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you for having me here today, Cindy. Um, um, my name's Amanda and I am... Oh my gosh, I'm 27 years old. I graduated nursing about six years ago and I started working in Detroit on the burn ICU there. And I've been there ever since I graduated and I absolutely love it. No plans of ever going anywhere else. Um, in my personal life, I was recently married about a year and a half ago. Um, my husband, Mason and I, we've been together though for like 13 years. So getting married wasn't really a huge difference from our dating life, but we have a little fur baby too. Her name is Ruby and she is the biggest joy of my whole life. But yeah, that's kind of me in a nutshell right now. <laughs> How did you become an, uh, involved with the Alzheimer's Society? Um, it was actually my fourth year nursing placement. Um, I had to pick a community placement and I had no idea even that the Alzheimer's Society even existed as a place. 
So I selected it. I got it. And ever since I started, I was with Rose and she opened my eyes to the world of the Alzheimer's Society and I've never left since. So even after I graduated, I wanted to stick around and volunteer. So I've been doing that ever since. So before you got um, placed at the Alzheimer's Society, you had no idea that we existed. You knew nobody with Alzheimer's disease at all too? I knew people with Alzheimer's disease, but I never knew that the society existed, I guess, to the level that it does. Like I knew like, oh, in a nursing home, you know, there's people with dementia and Alzheimer's, things like that. But not that there's this much resource from the facility here. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing, actually. So that was, I would say, five years ago, six years ago? Yeah, almost six. Yeah. Wow. So Mason, your husband has been on this journey of you being placed (laughs) with us and then, you know, finding a job. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of tough years, but he stuck through me through my whole nursing journey and everything. And now that I am a nurse, still here's all the crazy stories. So, wow, that's amazing though. So you've actually been with Mason for you said thirteen years before you guys yeah. got married. Yeah. Wow. 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 And your fur baby came yeah. to volunteer with you. She did. Yes. <laughs> she loves all the human attention. So she came to the memory cafe one time and she likes to jump up. So that was like her biggest struggle. But once she realized she had to keep all four paws on the ground, she was good getting all the pets and treats and everything. No, she was awesome. She did so well with everybody. <laughs> April is volunteer appreciation month. And I'm so happy that you're here to, you know, talk about volunteering and why you do it. Um, so could you just tell us a little bit about why you choose to volunteer? Yeah. So volunteering for me has always just been something that you do when ever since I was little, like I used to volunteer with the Terry Fox run, my best friend's mom, she would run it every year in Tecumseh. So we'd always help out with that at school events, like volunteer after hours for whatever sports games they had and everything. And then when the Alzheimer's society came along, it just felt like the right fit for me. And I'm able to meet so many different people and hear hear all their stories and you build a connection with them and you look forward to seeing them and hearing updates in their lives every month. So it's really enjoyable for me to get out and do something that I know is benefiting others. Um, I know when I first started, you made my myself transitioning into a, a new role so easy because all of the all of the clients knew you. You knew what you were doing at the memory cafes, and um, I'm I'm so grateful to have met you because you made transitioning into my new role so easy. <laughs> well, I'm uh, so glad I was able to do that for you because yeah, there have been quite a few people coming through with the memory cafe specifically and being with it from the very beginning when Sade was here and he started the whole thing, it's kind of been like almost my little baby, even though it's not. <laughs> no, I love that because it's it's so cool to see like how you, you know, transition from being a student to finding your career, you know, your dream job and then yeah. still wanting to volunteer with us, which is amazing. Um, do you have a favorite memory with volunteering that you would like to share with us? Um, I was trying to think, and you know, I don't think there's like one specific memory, but one thing that I do really like about volunteering is that throughout the years before COVID, there was a few couples that I met and I really connected with. And ever since then, I still send them Christmas cards every year. 
I would send them a card in the mail when I got married with some wedding photos and stuff. So even though we couldn't see each other in person during COVID, I still was able to keep them updated and they would send me updates on their lives and everything. And so that meant a lot that it was more than just, oh, I'm a volunteer and you're a client here. It was more of a friendship that we had. I always um, think of it as like um, your family, like yeah. <laughs> your family with all of us now. <laughs> I know I come in and it's like, oh, hey, man, it's like, hey, how are you doing? Like, it's just, you know, everybody, you see everybody and it does. It feels like an extension of your second family. What's the hardest thing to navigate um, during COVID while you were volunteering? I think with volunteering, it was just trying to see everybody's kind of level at where they were at with how distance they wanted to be, how protective they were of themselves, because some people weren't that cautious and other people were really cautious. So trying mm -hmm. to respect those differences and boundaries, making sure I did everything to keep myself safe. And if I felt sick, I just wouldn't go and I didn't want to risk anybody else. So I think that was probably the hardest part. And now thankfully things are getting better. So we're getting back to our normal and it's nice to see people's faces again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a huge thing for me. Um, not being able to see our clients' faces because everybody's wearing masks, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, they, they're very relieved that we don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone that's looking, um, to volunteer or want to start somewhere? You know, you don't have to have any sort of experience whatsoever at all. You just have to care. And that's really the only thing. There's so many different positions and things to do within the Alzheimer's society that if you're not comfortable maybe running event almost on your own or with one other person, you could go to the day away program and they always need help there with keeping the clients busy and active. So there's so many different ways that you can volunteer. It's not just cut and dry. And if you're finding that you feel overwhelmed, that's fine. They won't overwhelm you with jobs to do. But if you want to do more, they're more than willing to give you more jobs to do. Um, I also want to say too, with that, um, it was cool to see, it's cool to see you, um, a woman who's 27, interacting with other, other volunteers that, you know, are like maybe your mom's age or your grandma's age. And yeah. you're having these really cool conversations with them. Like, um, I'm just watching you interact with all of our other volunteers. And it's just really <laughs> cool to see, you know, um, all of the different discussions you guys are having and how well you get along with, you know, people yeah. you wouldn't really normally choose to talk to. Well, and most of the time, those are the people that you're going to learn something from or hear something that you never heard of before. And if you're always talking to your peers, you're never going to learn anything new. So there's especially Tom. I love talking to Tom and seeing him at the memory cafes. He's always got a good story to tell. And just seeing the other volunteers get out there more and they get more comfortable talking with others. If they have a friend in the room, then it's good for everybody. No, um, I, I'm so happy that you're 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 volunteering at the memory cafe with me because you just get it. <laughs> like it's just our moments of, you know, something just really cool and genuine happening. I just look yeah. over at you and I'm like, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. So <laughs> that's really cool. Um, so I wanted to thank you for, you know, volunteering with us and just, you know, um you actually take off time work to volunteer with us. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which... I make sure I request time off whenever I know there's an event I can make it to. I try to get the day off. 
I think that's so uh, like admirable because you don't see a lot of young people, you know, um, dedicating their time to, um, you know, do something they don't have to do really. Um, but yeah, we, we really appreciate having you here with us. And um, I'm grateful for you because like I said, you made transitioning to my new role so, so easy. And I love seeing you um, at our events and um you're just a really, really good person. And I want to thank, thank you, you for that. Thank you, Cindy. Um, so I wanted to finish off this um, little segment with um, rapid fire questions. These are all random. Okay. Um, and it just allows the audience to get to know a little bit about you. Um, you can either answer with one word or one sentence and there's no wrong answer, okay? Okay. All right. So first one, if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with that extra time? Oh, I'd probably binge some TV series. Which That's one would you binge right now? Um, probably Bones. It's an older series, but oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> I think I've heard of it. What what uh, network is it on? Um, it's off air now, but it was uh, like a forensic anthropologist and mm -hmm. crime fi fighter cop, and they would find all these cases and figure them out together. It's it's like an eight season series. Wow. Okay. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Cheese fondue. Ooh. What's your favorite, you know, dippers for that? Um, I, I mean, bread is of course, but I really like carrots too, dipping those in. Mm. What would your perfect Sunday look like? Um, I get up in the morning, cuddle with Ruby, do some more cuddling with Ruby, then eat, then maybe go for a short walk then go get some ice cream, then come back home and cuddle with Ruby again. I love, she's the best. Um, what could you give a 40 minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Um, probably my wound care at work. Um, all the products that we use and how to do dressing changes and all of that. I know that stuff like the back of my hand pretty well. So <laughs> what, because I just want to, this is um not one of the questions, but what would you say is the, um most hazardous gift you can give somebody because <laughs> I learned this from you <laughs> oh my gosh um if you gave them something that would plug in or a candle that you would light <laughs> um I am not a fan of candles candles are dangerous especially with dog tails and papers and blankets and everything <laughs> yes I'm so happy you you told me that because um who would have thought, right? Because candles are everywhere. It's the first yeah. thing you think of to give somebody for a gift, but um, yep. it's really- the amount, of, the amount of people that I've seen burned by candles, it's a no-go in my house, yep. <laughs> okay, good. I'm happy that you said, you told our listeners um, <laughs> that. What's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? Um, probably something that my mom said, and it's to always be truthful. Um, I know growing up, my mom, I would walk out of my bedroom wearing clothes, getting ready to go to school. And she'd look at me and she'd be like, you're wearing that to school. And I'm like, well, yeah. And she's like, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think that looks right. So I'd stomp myself back to my room, put something else on. She'd be like, that's better. And still to this day, I'll be like, mom, what do you think? She's like, mm, I don't know. It's that mom truthfulness. So that's something that I've just carried with me throughout. So yeah always be truthful your mom is amazing by the way too so she she's <laughs> she's volunteered with us um and you guys remind me of each other so much 
Um, I also wanted to um, let our listeners know about your your side business. So you work full time oh, yes. as a nurse, um, yep. and then you volunteer with the Alzheimer's Society. Can you yep. tell us a little bit about what else you do? <laughs> So I've also recently started my little side business and it's called Fur Ruby's Friends, F-U-R, so Fur and then Ruby's Friends. It's on Etsy and I recently started making dog bandanas because Ruby has to look stylish everywhere. So we would be wearing these and people would be like, oh my gosh, where did you get that? And I'm like, well, I, I made it. I couldn't find one. So I made it. So I've started selling her bandanas. There's all different sizes, exact measurements for what size would fit your dog or even your cat's neck. And um, they're all reversible. They all have snap adjusted sizes and they can be washed too. Yay. I'm so happy you shared that. And what about, are you doing your, your baking still? I am. Yeah. My baking, it's not as, you know, as a business, but I do love doing my baking. Recently, I made a birthday cake for one of my friends. It was like a six tiered kind of cake. It was really tall and everything. So yeah, that's more of like my little self-indulgement thing. <laughs> Honestly, and you make the best um, desserts and treats for our clients from Memory Cafe. Um, but I'm so, so happy that you're a part of our organization. You bring so much joy and happiness to everybody that's around you. And um, we really, really appreciate you, Amanda. Well, thank you so much, Cindy. I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I don't plan on going anywhere. So you guys are stuck with me. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, you have a wonderful day and I will see you at our next Memory Cafe. Thank you. You too. Take care. Hello, Cleveland. Thank you for being on this podcast with me today. Good morning. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So Cleveland, um, more recently, you've been volunteering with the Memory Cafe. Um, and you've also done other fundraising events and you help out with the Alzheimer's Society whenever you have the chance to. Correct. Yeah. Could you just tell our listeners just um, a, a little bit about yourself and how you became involved with the Alzheimer's Society? Well, we discovered uh, back in about 2012 that my wife had uh, vascular dementia and uh, we found out through the Alzheimer's Society, we come in here and talked to uh, Sally and we uh, eventually went out to the Memory Cafe and we started from there. That's basically where we started everything at Memory Cafe when it was out at uh, uh, Ojibwe. Mm -hmm. Cleveland, so you're a care partner. Uh, you yeah. were a care partner to your wife. Yes, she passed away in uh, May 20th, 2020. And how long have you guys been um, clients of ours? Since so about 2012, 2013, is that somewhere around there? I'm not sure exactly. And since that time, you've been consistent with attending um, a lot of our social programs. Am I? Yes. What well, other? Mostly Memory Cafe and uh, the walks and so forth. Yeah. And so uh, April is uh, Volunteer Appreciation Month. And I wanted to have you on our podcast um, so that you could explain, you know, why essentially you um, want to volunteer even after, um, you know, June has been, um, you know, away from us. Okay, simple. You've done so much for me that I want to give back, first of all, to the Alzheimer's Society, plus being a Christian volunteering 
and and charity work is the things that we should be doing and that that I want to do. So I, I get involved uh, any way I can here with uh, helping out with the uh, walkathon uh, as a volunteer for our parking and uh, uh, for uh, uh, what is it uh, in June the. Uh, um, is it? It's not the golf tournament, is it? Um, no, no, I haven't done the golf tournament. It's the uh, art in the park. Oh that's yes, that. art in the park. That's a really yeah. big event too. Yeah, that's a big one. I enjoy doing that one too. So, and I, I now that I'm, uh, uh, we're back in the memory cafe. I was coming after my wife passed away. I was coming, uh, just coming in, but now I'm volunteering and actually uh, being. Uh, Put the work, so to speak, to, to help <laughs> out. That's what I. That's what I really want to do. Mm -hmm. Anywhere I can help is this is a choice I want to make. What um, advice would you have for someone that is looking into volunteering? What would you tell them? Do it. You get more out of it than you give. Even if you're giving a lot, you're still getting so much more yourself just by being there and helping others and doing little things because they add up into a big thing with other people. Mm -hmm. More people, more hands the later the task. It's good to volunteer because of what you get out of it yourself. Um, I did a, an interview with Amanda. Um, she volunteers with you at the oh, Memory yeah. Cafe. Um, and I, we were talking about how, um, you know, the volunteers at the Alzheimer's Society um, range from different ages and background. And um, um, how has that been for you? Has it been interesting, you know, connecting with younger, younger kids or um, just learning new things from them? Well, it's always interesting to, to deal with a good join in something with some younger people because uh, even though I'm 87, I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. And you learn from the younger people as well as the older people, you know, it's it's not all hand-me-down, a lot of it comes back up from the uh, younger people to you because you listen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good advice and good, uh, good things. It's sometimes just good fun being with younger people. They keep you young, eh, Cleveland? Pardon me? They keep you young, eh? <laughs> well, of course, sure. Keep you, keep you active, keep you thinking. If your uh, uh, mind is working and your body is working, man, you've got it made. What's your favorite event to volunteer for here at the Alzheimer's Society? Probably Memory Cafe because it's uh, more consistent. I mean, uh, a walkathon is once a year. Art in the Park is once a year. Memory Cafe is every month, but you can get more involved in that way. Even if you, even if you don't do much, even if you're just there, people get to know you, they, they talk to you, you talk to them, and, you know, it's the ongoing back and forth conversations. So Cleveland, thank you so much for being here today and doing this podcast with me. Um, I really wanted our listeners to, you know, get to the chance to know about you a little bit more. So, um, you know, when they do see you, they they hear a familiar voice and they will see a familiar face. Um, so I just wanted to do some rapid fire questions. These five okay. questions are all random and um, there's no right or wrong answer. Um and it's yeah, it's just for our listeners to get to know a little bit about Cleveland and who he is. 
Okay, go for it. All right. If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do with that extra time? I'd try to find something constructive to do to volunteer or who knows, maybe dust or vacuum it in my apartment. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so, you know. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Probably pasta. Do you have a favorite kind? Uh, I, I make a, a mean spaghetti sauce. Spaghetti sauce, yeah. With meat or no meat? With meat. All right. What would your perfect Sunday look like? Going to church. Any what? time of God with uh, my friends at church. We have a, a real community. That's awesome. Um, so about church, um, it wasn't in person during COVID, right? No, it wasn't. It was? Uh, no. Was it, no, did they? It was, uh, virtual. Okay. Virtual. And how has it been since it's been, you know, back in person and everybody's going now? Oh, great. Because uh, I, I go to a, to a Assumption Parish, Assumption Church, we're in that massive construction uh, Oh, rebuilding yeah. program it's fantastic and the oh. people are just great i gotta go see it i i've uh i've only been in there before construction so because i also volunteer as a a greeter slash usher so i'm meeting all the people as they're coming in the streets and uh, it's just great to be there so welcome people in say hello good morning and then uh hand them the bulletins before they're going out and have to have a good week, you know. It's, it's a, a whole socialization uh, mm -hmm. program I just, as well. I was just going to say how important it is for socialization nowadays. Oh, super. You've really got to reach out. Of course, I also do uh, volunteer with the outreach for Humphrey uh, Parish as well. Wow. So you're just busy all around, eh, Cleveland? Well, I try to keep busy as much as I can because... Uh, you know, uh, you don't want to become uh, stationary and uh, end up uh, like a, a tree in one spot and do nothing but stand there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. Keep busy. I know um, when you're at the Memory Cafe, all of our clients gravitate towards you because um, you're funny and you're outgoing and you're always looking for, um, you know, new ways to come up with conversation topics, which is very important for our clients. I like, I like it because the, the people have so much to offer you. Yeah. Yeah. What could you give a 40 minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation? Almost anything because I've uh, taken Dale Carnegie courses. I've done, uh, improv uh, speaking at various occasions. So I could do 40 minutes if uh, somebody threw a subject at me and I had a couple of minutes to think about it anyway, you know, yeah, I can, I can do that. All right. And the last question is, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? Oh, wow. That is a difficult, difficult question. Best advice anybody has. Um, God, how, how do I come up with an answer to that? I'll go away from here and I'll come up with about three or four different things, boom, like that. <laughs> what yeah. about, I'll, I'll re, what's, 
Um, what's one thing that June has said to you that you will always remember? You make me feel safe. That's <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I am so happy that you are on this podcast and I wish that I got the chance to have both you and June on the podcast because you yeah. guys are the two most perfect people. Um, mm -hmm. When I first yeah, started here. Right up to the day that she got sick enough to go to the hospital, you would hardly know that she had vascular dementia mm -hmm. unless you lived with her. She could carry on a conversation like this. No, she really could. Um, you two were one of the first two clients that I met um, at Memory Cafe uh, yeah. when I first started here. So um, it's it's been awesome getting to know you both. And people used to come in and ask who, which one of us is the client. Because <laughs> I'm like, hmm, are they coming just to hang out with all of us? Because you guys are the two coolest people ever. Yeah, but I'll, I'll always remember that. That's, that's the thing that's really in my heart that she told me several times that I made her feel safe. Mm -hmm. That was such a wonderful feeling for me. I'm so, so happy that you're, you know, still here volunteering with us and you're out in the community doing um, amazing work, Cleveland. Um, we appreciate you so much. And um, I'm, I'm, so hoping that a lot of our listeners get to, you know, see your face and hear your voice when they um, get to meet you out in our fundraising events and campaigns. I hope so, because I, I enjoy meeting people. And uh, um, this is what it's all about. It's what keeps me uh, active and going, because like I said, I'm 87. As long as my body, and my mind is working OK, I'm, I'm going to be in there. Mm -hmm. You look amazing, Cleveland. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Well, you're so, hey, listeners, my call to action for all of you how can you help educate yourself and encourage others to do the same? Refer your circle of friends and family to our services, support our events and fundraising campaigns, become a dementia friendly community, and let's keep talking about dementia. Listen to new episodes on the last Friday of every month on our YouTube channel, Alzheimer Windsor. Don't forget to subscribe. Our podcasts are also available on Spotify and Amazon Music. Um, and remember, we are better together.